Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Once Bitten Podcast. Welcome back to long-term listeners and hello to those of you who are just finding your way here and perhaps peeking into the Bitcoin rabbit hole and trying to find content out there. There is much, much more content out there than there ever used to be. So buckle up, get ready. You are about to go on a journey of your lifetime. In this episode, we are talking to some plebs that met each other on Orange Pill app. Is it a dating app? Is it not? You guys know I shill this app pretty hard. I'm a huge believer in building out the social layer of Bitcoin and Orange Pill app since its founding and since release in November has gone from strength to strength. I've had the CEO and founder Matteo Pellegrini on the podcast before so you can go back and listen to that episode to get up to speed on what Orange Pale app is and what it's trying to do, you know, what it's trying to solve for plebs out there who are Bitcoin lonely and looking to create events or create meetups and that's what this group did. So I hope you enjoy this interview and it gives you some insights into the power of this social tool. Uh, before we get into the show, please make sure you're stacking some Bitcoin. There are some Bitcoin companies out there that have supported this show for a very long time and I'm proud to have them alongside me in my mission to educate as many people as I possibly can about Bitcoin. If you're in the US, you can use the service that swanbitcoin.com forward slash Bitten offer you. And if you use the code Bitten at sign up, you will get a free $10. They will be able to help you set up your DCA, your dollar cost average, and also your retirement plans. You can speak directly and privately to the Swan guys there about getting your retirement and uh, high net worth individuals can also use that service as well. In Europe, we have a very similar company. It's called Relay, R-E-L-A-I.ch and use forward slash Bitten and code Bitten. Sign up today, just download the app and start smash buying Bitcoin. You can buy up to a thousand Swiss or equivalent each day on your preferred payment method without any further KYC. Uh, they also have a white glove service and you can be put straight in touch with Benjamin who's going to help you if you need to learn more about buying as much Bitcoin as you possibly can, taking your business onto a Bitcoin standard, getting yourself a hardware wallet. They have an associate, uh, an affiliation with another Swiss Bitcoin company, Shift Crypto, who produced the Bitbox O2 hardware wallets, another sponsor of this show. Coin Corner are based out of Isle of Man and they can accept euros or pounds. So they've got you covered for your auto buys, your smash buys, and they also have Lightning enabled uh, on the app. So you can pay directly from your app at your local merchant store who are accept accepting Lightning payments. And that is becoming more and more of a thing, especially across the UK. There's great work being doing in the UK to Orange Pill merchants and it's going very well. Now, if you want KYC free Bitcoin, HODL HODL is the best game in town. Go to hodlhodl.com, hit the link in the show notes. You'll save on commissions there. And that is literally a peer-to-peer -peer trading 
global trading platform. They also have lending and coming out hopefully soon, I spoke with Max just yesterday, they'll be launching Debify, which is going to be a, uh, a really um, very finely polished lending, peer-to-peer -peer lending platform. So make sure you're keeping an eye out for that and ears, of course. WasabiWallet.io is the place to download a desktop wallet that has a coin join service just built straight into it. You receive Bitcoin into your new wallet. It's going to do the coin join automatically for you. And you're breaking that link to any of the apps or exchanges in which you've bought that Bitcoin and given up some KYC. And then you cold storage that stuff. You go to the Bitbox, like I said, Bitbox02, shiftcrypto.ch forward slash Bitten and use the code Bitten. You'll get 5% discount. And that's going to keep your Bitcoin very safe. Mempool.space is the place to go and track your transactions and actually learn what the Bitcoin blockchain is doing and how it works and what's inside it. So much education there is purely Bitcoin only. It's beautifully presented. It's very visual and it's a great educational tool. Make sure you get to some conferences. Coming up, we have Riga. Latvia is where the Baltic Honey Badger is going to be put on by HODL HODL. You can use the code BITTEN for 10% discount. And in October in Prague, we have Free Cities Foundation are putting on the Liberty in Our Lifetime conference. You can get 10% off that conference using the code BITTEN as well. And this is about parallel structures. This isn't purely Bitcoin. It's giving you an insight as to what else is going on out there in the freedom movement. Enjoy this rip with this group of chads and chadettes from the Orange Pill app. All right, we're recording. We've got uh, Carla here, uh, Larry, and Edward, uh, power users of, of uh, Orange Pill app, um, I hope. I, I'm just throwing that out there. But uh, now the whole reason that we are here on this call today is to, um, to carry on with the series of, uh, you know, building out the social layer of Bitcoin and how Orange Pill app, of which I am an advisor, and we were just having a chat with, uh, with Matteo, the founder, of how that is changing people's lives uh, when, when you get together and meet in real life and, and start projects and, and how that helps Orange Pool, your community and all that fun stuff, et cetera, et cetera. So thank you guys for, for taking the time and uh, coming on to, to share your experience so far. However, Lauren's going to hit you with the first question. So brace yourselves. Um, hi. So my question, um, so I heard that you guys um, met an Orange Pool app, but what do you feel like um what what do you think about meeting random people on um on the internet on the internet yeah <laughs> because well, we tell kids we tell kids not to do that right whilst daddy is sitting in his basement yeah. hanging out with his twitter friends <laughs> yes yes that's a great question lauren nice to meet you um Yes, as a woman, I don't meet people on the internet. And I was very skeptical at first when I heard about the Orange Pill app, um, wondering, you know, okay, there, so there's a bunch of men in Bitcoin, as I found out at the Pacific Bitcoin conference when I had a nice no line for the bathroom and there was a line down the street for the men's room. So, no, there's a lot of men in Bitcoin wondering how that was going to go. Um, but, but I like how it's sort of, uh, you know, it gives you a five mile radius, so you're not super worried. And then also after meeting Bitcoiners and the fact that they're vetted through the fact that they have to pay for the app, 
it seems a lot safer. Um, in general, I'm much more comfortable with Bitcoiners. So um, I think I, that's one hurdle to get over. And then the fact that they're not actually tracking, like you're in the supermarket now and now you're at the park is kind of nice. It's a five mile radius. So, you know, oh, hey, I can reach out to this person. They're in my area. I'm in a new town or whatever and reach out and, and say hi to somebody with lots of common interests. And I can add a little bit more too. Uh, like Carla mentioned, uh, the location, uh, the, the most granular it gets is five miles. If I go to one of Carla's meetups and I'm sitting right next to her and I search for her in the app, it'll tell me that she's five miles away, even though I'm right next to her. Um, but you can completely turn that off. If you don't want to have location at all, you can completely turn it off and you don't have to provide any private information. You can, you know, make up a name, username. You don't have to put your phone in there. You don't have to put your email in there. And so it's not risky to uh, start talking to people on the app because they don't have any personal information of, for you. And like she said, Bitcoiners in general, just it seems like they're all mostly friendly. Um, I My personal opinion is because they basically have a better outlook on life. They figured out you know, what's wrong with our system and they're more optimistic because they have a way out. They, have, they can stack sats and they, they see this future that's much better and so they're just friendly people. And I was amazed uh, at this meetup group, how I'm an introvert. So it's hard for me to meet new people. And by having Bitcoin in common, it's just, it's a talking point. It's something that you can just start talking to people. And I found myself, you know, introducing myself to people I'd never met before and enjoying the conversation and meeting some really neat people. So uh, I think the advice that you hear about, you know, don't meet people randomly is good. And Bitcoin through OPA seems to be one exception to that rule. So seems pretty safe right now to me. Edward, how about yourself? Yeah, I think, you know, just to add on to some of those points, um, one other aspect that I would say is um, unique about the app is that it requires a buy-in. It's not just, you know, random strangers. I think a, a lot of the issues that we have with social media is um, – there's there's zero accountability or you know it's it's good to have anon you know to be anonymous and pseudo anonymous but then having a buy-in on the app means that people have committed they've committed their hard-earned sats or dollars to saying yes i'm i'm really serious about this and and that doesn't screen out everybody but i think it it also screens out a lot of the bad actors yeah, I mean, I guess it's worse for kids because they don't really know what strangers are. So, uh, yes, my dad has more experience. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of experience of talking to Bitcoiners. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll come out with an app for kids where kids yeah. are Bitcoin, Bitcoin oh, kids. Oh, yeah, hopefully that will happen. Yeah, yeah my kids are just starting. They're, they've heard enough from us, but they're just starting to be like, okay, how do, how do I get more involved? So maybe that's their next step is to find a kid's way of talking. Yeah. You're ahead um, of me. I, my two daughters, I'm still trying to orange pill to this day. They're in their twenties and they've got other <laughs> things on their mind. So I'm working yeah. on them. <laughs> it is yeah. hard as any. <laughs> I mean, I guess when you're younger, since you're, um, well, since I'm around my father, my dad a lot, I hear it every single time. So, <laughs> and I, well, I have, we, we both do a Bitcoin podcast, so. Yeah, I mean, you've met 
God knows how many shows we've done. Almost 350. Right. I mean, I know some are repeats. So let's say you've met 300 Bitcoiners. Uh, but that's just online. Mm-hmm. But then when we go to the conferences, uh, you get to meet the Bitcoiners and you get to meet their kids and you get to meet their wives. And um, yeah, it's uh, what, what, what do you think? You, you feel it's great fun, right? You, yeah. You, we were just in an, uh, a meetup in Andorra, which uh, was mm-hmm. highlighted to me on Orange Pill app. Uh, a friend of mine set, uh, set up a, uh, a meetup there. So Lauren and I, we drove down there. It was a five and a half hour drive and we're, we're coming. Like there's no way we're missing this. So we jumped in the car and we went and spent the weekend with them. And that was amazing. Uh, shout out Tib and Ambre. Thank you very much. Um, and we're going to be uh, off to Miami. You're going to be working for Safe. She's going to be working for Safer Dean in Miami on oh, his wow. booth, helping nice. sell his books with, uh, with her older sister. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to Prague. She's going to be hosting a panel in Prague at BTC Prague and wow. uh, firing questions at Giacomo Zugo and, and Joe Hall, Joe Nakamoto. So things are starting to pick up. And my son is coming too, and he's going to be helping another Bitcoiner's son run um, little, uh, a little arcade lounge where they've built Satsman. Uh, Nathan and um, his son Sam built Satsman, and they, you can pay Lightning uh, via Lightning to play Pac Man to get on the leaderboard to win. Bitcoin prizes. And so we've got that going on and in Miami and in Prague. So there's more and more now for the kids to, to be attracted to the conferences too, which is important for, uh, you know, the moms and dads that want to go and geek out about Bitcoin and, you know, and orange pill their, their, their family at the same time. So yeah, yeah. it's happening. It's happening a lot quicker than any of us um, really realize actually when mm-hmm. when just like cast your memory back a year or two. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. It's uh, happening. Well, do you have any further questions? Yeah. Mm, nope. No? Nope. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. then, do you want to say good night and uh, run well, off upstairs? Yeah. Well, good night, good afternoon, or good morning. <laughs> it was nice meeting you, Lauren. Nice meeting you. Sure. Bye. Bye. So, I guess, uh, that, how did you find out about the app? Like what, what, um, what put the uh, Orange Pill app on your radar? I found it at Pacific Bitcoin when I was down there with my husband. Uh, I think I met Mateo and, you know, they had people walking around handing out something to download it. And so I think I downloaded what, it there. Was it the Tic Tacs? Uh, yes. Yeah. The, the little Orange yeah. Pills? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that's a brilliant marketing idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I think I downloaded it there. And then once I got um, back home, a couple weeks passed. Um, and then I ended up just upping it to a lifetime membership. I really, really wanted to support Mateo and I love the idea. How about you guys? And so I almost uh, got it at Pacific Bitcoin. I was there, but I got the flu that was going around at the time. So I only made it about two hours and then I was out for the rest of the conference. So oh. I never got around to the booth. I saw it. So the name stuck in my mind, but I, I never got to talk to Mateo directly. And so how I found it was uh, probably a month later, I heard uh, Brian, uh, his marketing guy on Cafe Bitcoin, talking through the app about how it works and why it's useful. And um, it really kind of uh, clicked for me at that point. And so that's when I downloaded the app and started using it. And I started out, you know, just paying the $2.99 a month. And it didn't take long to realize that, hey, this is a useful app. And so I did the same thing as Carla. I bought the the lifetime, I actually bought the GigaChad. The GigaChad. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, it, I've been using it ever since. So uh, Brian gets credit for pulling me on board with OPA. 
I, I loved a little, there are a lot of little Easter eggs in there actually. And like the Giga Chad membership, obviously being one of them. Uh, yeah. Edward, ha- how about yourself? Trying to remember the specific instance because it, it's definitely out there and talked about in the community. It might have been through um, Bitcoin Twitter, um, or it might have been through one of the uh, this one uh, podcasts as well. Um, it just it had been on my mind that you know wanted to connect. Um, you know, you know, seeing seeing what we see out you know out on the internet has as a certain value, but then you know, were there any people in my area was was kind of my first question am i the only one with this crazy idea might rattle around in in our heads a little bit and and also just like what would that actually look like in person there's definitely a different dynamic to meeting people um and chatting even just chatting one-on-one is a lot uh you know a lot better than just you know whatever's out on the internet, Twitter sphere or whatever. Um, and so I was like, what does this look like? And so I was kind of hunting for something like this, I guess is um, perhaps the way that I found it. So, but there, it, it's definitely well-spoken about in, in the community. So let's have a little rabbit hole story session. So we can, uh, before we start talking about what you've managed to achieve uh, from meeting each other, uh, let's just keep in the same order. We'll go Carla first. Then Larry, then then Edward. That seems to be working well. So, and you can make this as long as you like. Believe me, the plebs love a rabbit hole story. So, rub some stank on it. We've got all evening. Um, you know, uh, it's very personal for to everybody, but it resonates with everybody at the same time. Sure. Um, well, I'm I'm pretty new into Bitcoin. Um, my husband, you know, when COVID hit early 2020. It gave some of us an opportunity to have more time, like my husband, and gave me an opportunity to have less time because I was homeschooling my kids. <laughs> uh, so he, I think, shortly, uh, you know, first half of 2020, he went down the rabbit hole pretty hard. And he is a financial advisor, so he, you know, he's been doing this for 20 years. So he knows. Um, he's always talking to me about mutual funds or this company to invest in or that, and I just. I've learned to kind of, oh, that's great, honey. I'm not super <laughs> financially motivated. It kind of, it kind of, you know, I, I thought Bitcoin was another one of these things that he was talking about. So, um, you know, a year goes by and, uh, you know, things are getting a little bit better in 2021. My mom, unfortunately, was sick. And so I was taking care of her for quite a while. Um, so didn't really have a whole lot of time to, to dig into it. Um, just trying to balance everything. Um, but then shortly after she passed away in October of 2021, um, had some weird like spiritual awakening kind of a thing that, um, had been completely, I was been an atheist my whole life. So it was a bizarre time in my life. Um, and I think because of that, somehow that opened up a door for me to really listen to my husband and understand a little bit more what he is talking about. Um, and he, at that point, has been like, look, I've told you everything I know, but here, go go follow these people on Twitter. You know, go follow Dr. Jeff, go follow um, Jeff Booth, Vallis, Breedlove, you know, all of these folks that I think you'll really resonate with. So I did, and then I started doing my own journey through the, you know, down the rabbit hole, and I fell hard and fast. He was shocked <laughs> within a few days. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to change the world. Why aren't we doing more? Where have you been? Why have you been so quiet about this? You know, going crazy. Um, so I'm like, we have to go to a Bitcoin meetup. Let's do this and let's do that. And um, 
So we went to our local Bitcoin meetup, which has almost 1600 people as members. Wow. Um, yeah, went to the Sacramento Bitcoin meetup and uh, CJ Wilson was, was the person speaking and talking about, um, you know, how to orange fill politicians. He had written a book and things. And so we had a great time. Uh, it was primarily talking to him. Then that was a few months went by. Um, and then I just happened to like look at the meetup app again. I'm like, it's been a few months. Let's maybe go again. And it was um, it was Aladdin, uh, Aladdin Flynn, who, who was going to do something on how to orange pill, how to do a proper orange pill. I'm like, oh, that sounds great. Let's figure this out. Because by that point, now I've been trying to tell everybody I knew about Bitcoin and everybody thought I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, you know, hit the brick wall that my husband had hit, you know, a year or so earlier. So I was just like, we have to figure this out. Let's go learn how to do this. And so I dragged my husband. We went to this meetup. Aladdin was great. Uh, you know, he came up with the Bitcoin trading cards. I'm not sure if you've heard of them, but mm. it's basically, um, you know, cards in a pack, sort of like uh, uh, baseball trading cards, for instance. Um, and it just has all sorts of educational things about Bitcoin, monetary history, you know, it has, um, you know, Jekyll Island, all sorts of, of things that Bitcoiners have learned about. And during that uh, Bitcoin meetup, I realized everybody in the room, with the exception of my husband and one other guy, were all crypto bros. Like, nobody was Bitcoiners. And I was just like, why do you call this Bitcoin? not a Bitcoin meetup. I got super frustrated. I grabbed Aladdin, the other Bitcoiner, and my husband. I said, let's go get some beers. Went and we had some beers and we talked. I'm like, I'm starting a Bitcoin-only Sacramento meetup right now. I was so frustrated that they're calling themselves a Bitcoin meetup. So I did it on the spot. And then uh, a month later, you know, we had our first meeting and there were, you know, how that's another reason that Orange Pill app is so great. It's, we had another meetup and it said, you know, five of these Bitcoiners were going to show up, but they were all kind of scammers. Nobody showed up. It was just me and the two other guys again and my husband. So the four of us just had beers again. And then the following month, we had 15 solid Bitcoiners show up for our meetup. Wow. And from there, it's just now we have 100 beat and we have 100 people in our group. Um, and, you know, people like Edward and Larry have have just added to it so much. So it's kind of been a whirlwind ever since then. I'm like, whoa, what have I started here? But um, I'm happy to help as much as I can. I love bringing people together. Um, I'm not a technical person at all. So it's, it's enormously helpful to have somebody like uh, Edward and Larry to be on our team because they're sort of taking it into the educational side. And, and we all have really big plans for this meetup. So it's, uh, that's, that's my story. Yeah. And what, told what <laughs> what, what was you? What is or what was your fiat job? Um, maybe you still do the same thing, or I still have a fiat business. Yeah, I've been. Um, I am a commercial real estate broker. Mm -hmm. So since yeah, for fifteen plus years, I've been in commercial property management. So I manage retail centers, office buildings, things like that. Yeah, warehouses, and it's my own business. And I've been looking at how to sell it because uh, it just for sets. For sets, yeah. <laughs> just it just doesn't it just doesn't hold my heart anymore you know it's yeah. it's it, um it just doesn't interest me i don't find the value in what i'm doing i'm making you know i love my clients but basically what i'm doing is the stuff they don't want to do to make them richer and you know it's it's just not super motivating for me i have actually since become involved with bitcoin trading cards so now i'm um i'm one of the one of the um, managers of that company. So we're, we've got big plans there. So that's been taking up um, a significant chunk of my time. And then, um, you know, the meetup as I have time for is also growing pretty quickly. So 
yeah, so trying to transition as I can into more of a Bitcoin world. Um, just started your book, actually, because I've been trying to get my husband to travel with our kids. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, I have one that's graduating high school. And of course, once they're in high school, they're pretty set in their ways and it's a lot harder. And I actually have another one as a freshman in high school and then a second grader. So we're trying to figure out maybe taking a year off and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to, trying to go full on. <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do yeah. it. It's, uh, yeah, it's the best thing you can do. Uh, well, yeah, well, thank you for sharing. Um, and one thing on the trading cards, uh, my friend who I mentioned earlier already, Nathan, who set up BTC Maps and did the Satsman with his son, they were at a London meetup just about three, four weeks ago. And uh, he bought his son a pack of cards. And uh, there was a Tone Vase silver one in there, which apparently is oh, well, rare. Yeah. 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 That's, I think one of uh, one of 100, maybe even more rare than that. Yeah. yeah. So they were like... <laughs> The guy they bought it off, they opened it in front of him. He's like, no, no way. <laughs> He's like, well, I'll take that back. <laughs> yeah, that's actually that's actually one of the biggest problems. Okay, so, uh, so Aladdin made this company and these cards to orange fill people. I mean, that right. was the intent. Hand them out because people will be able to read through them at their leisure. You know, it's beautiful artwork on one side and a nice short description and then a QR code that, um, you know, you can link to go get some more information. But the problem is, is they, become, they have become so valuable that I don't want to, I mean, even in the beginning I was, but then shortly I realized, oh my God, people are going crazy for these cards. And like one recently, I mean, they're now on um, Scarce City and eBay and one card, um, you know, they're going for like multiple thousands of dollars, $5,000 for one card. And like, crazy. so nobody wants to give them away. So like, they're just being hoarded by all these Bitcoiners who already know all the content. So we're coming out with some other lines. Um, one is called the Gorilla Pack, which is basically a similar idea, but with less chase cards, less rare cards, much cheaper, hand them out. You know, they're, they're not going to go for the value that these ones go for. And then another um, proper orange pill box, which is just a larger version of the content and the artwork so that you have like all 52 cards in one box where you can just actually use it as education and not, not um, right. hoard it. <laughs> is, is there going to be an orange pill app card? There is series two, oh, which is launching. Really? Yes, there is a flat card. Yes, we have, awesome. a, we have a section called resources. So we have, uh, you know, the Bitcoin standard and mm-hmm. um, um, why Bitcoin, you know, Tomer's book and um, some other uh, uncompass. Um, no, sorry, um, the un the manifesto, the uncommunist uncommunist manifesto. Yep. Yes. Sorry. Spetsky and uh, Mark. Mark. Yeah. And Mark Moss, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we have a whole resource category for um, companies that are into the Bitcoin space. Bitcoin only, of course. But um, yeah, so Orange Pill App made, made the cut for Series 2. Yeah. Oh, amazing. That's great. Great yeah. fun. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Larry, uh, you're up. Let's, uh, let's okay. hear this, this journey into the rabbit sure. hole. Sure. So uh, Carla describes herself as non-technical, more social. I'm kind of the exact opposite. I'm very technical <laughs> and introverted and have, you know, hard social stuff is hard for me. And so I started about four years ago uh, when I first heard about um, Bitcoin and being an engineer, that's my background. Um, I was curious and I wanted to find out what it was. And so I figured instead of just starting from ground zero, I'll start asking around and see if I can find somebody else that knows anything about Bitcoin. You know, I got hundreds of people I work with engineers. Somebody's got to know something, right? Nobody. I mean, it, it, people looked at me like I was crazy and they, they couldn't believe I was even looking into it. And I could not find a single person, friend, family, coworker that knew, at least admitted that they knew anything about Bitcoin. 
So being an engineer, I just dug in and I said, okay, uh, let's just start reading up on this. And I used uh, mostly podcasts and books to start educating myself. And because I was an engineer, I wanted to start with the basics. You know, how does this function? How does it work? And so I think two of the original podcasts that I, I used were, uh, you know, Tales from the Crypt with Marty Bent and Pat O'Dell and BTC Sessions, because they were very down in the details. And that's where I, I basically started to experiment with it with small amounts of Bitcoin and creating wallets and, you know, destroying wallets and trying to recover them and learning all the basics. And at that point, I still didn't understand why Bitcoin was important or why you needed Bitcoin at all. I was just literally a tech technology. I was trying to learn it. And so that was kind of my first phase. And then phase two, I added in, I think it was Peter McCormick's What Bitcoin Did. And he started exposing me to higher level conversations, you know, very intelligent uh, guests that he'd have on there. And they would start talking about some of the problems, why the financial uh, system is the way it is, why it's broken. And I started to learn more big picture stuff through uh, Peter. And one of the two things that I really liked about Peter were, one, he would always uh, stop these technical people when they would say something technical and say, okay, he played dumb and go, you know, pretend like I'm five and explain it to me. And he would basically slow them down and get them to explain these technical things in detail. And that was, if I could have spoken the podcast, that's what I would have done. I would have said, hey, stop, you know, tell me what this is. So he was really good about that. And then he was also very approachable. He opened up his emails and he didn't know me from Adam and I'd send him an email and he'd answer my question. He'd reply right back. And I thought that was great. And I actually bumped into him at Pacific Bitcoin right before I left. And he let me take a picture with him. So he was my first, you know, Bitcoin celebrity. So he's just a really <laughs> nice guy. So he kind of got me going on the, the bigger picture uh, information that I was missing. But I still wasn't there. I still didn't understand why it was important. And I still didn't understand, you know, how our system was broken. And so then the next phase, I'd say phase three for me, was uh, Michael Saylor and Jeff Booth. And so these guys are both so intelligent, but they also are so articulate. They can basically explain very clearly what's going on. And I would say Jeff Booth's book, uh, Price of Tomorrow, was kind of the breakthrough moment for me. When I read that, my whole life, I, I, was, I knew something was wrong, didn't know what it was. And I just look back at like my parents' generation and, you know, one person without a college education could pay for a house and cars and have kids and the other person could stay at home. And yet I'm trying to do the same thing. And it takes two good incomes and we're struggling. And, you know, they could go to college for free back in the 60s. And I'm paying, you know, 125 grand to go to college. I'm like, it's the same school. It's literally a hundred year old building. It hasn't changed since they were there. What's wrong? And so I always knew something was wrong. I knew I was working harder every day, but was seemed to be going backwards. And Jeff Booth's book just really, you know, turned the light bulb on. And that was when I was hooked. At that point, I knew why Bitcoin was important and I knew I wanted to be all about it. But I, again, didn't have a single person to talk to about it. I didn't know one person at all. And so I, at that point, at least switched my thinking to where now any extra money that I had, I was stacking sats with. And so I was on the right path, but I was kind of on this journey to meet others so that I had somebody to talk to about it. And this was during COVID. So everything was locked down. It was probably 2020. And I did exactly like Carla did. I, I looked through the traditional tools because OPA didn't exist at that point use meetup and I found a local Bitcoin group and it was remote at the time. 
And I had the same experience that Carla had. I get on there and they're all shilling altcoins. And I'm like, this you call this a Bitcoin group, but all you're talking about is altcoins. And so I just got frustrated and kind of dropped out. And I was just kind of, I, I describe it kind of like the COVID lockdowns. I felt like I was on my own through the whole COVID shutdown doing Bitcoin in a silo with, with nobody else. And so 2023 comes along and I've had a grand total in four years of one person I've found that knows Bitcoin and that's it in four years. And then I got turned on to OPA. And like Edward said, you know, I was looking for something like this because when they described it to me, it's like, okay, this paywall that they're putting on there is actually a feature because all the scammers and the spammers, their whole business model is I can create a thousand or 10,000 or hundred thousand accounts for free. And if they only get 1% hits, it's fine because it costs them nothing. But now that they got to pay $3 per account per month, they're gone. They're out of there. And so when Brian DeMint described this thing to me, I go, okay, this has got potential. So I logged in, signed up. Carla was one of the first people I met and she had her Sacramento Bitcoin only. And of course I'm skeptical. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be another altcoin thing. <laughs> and so I said to her, I said, I'm going to go. And I went there and it was great. There was not, a, nobody tried to sell me anything. It was true Bitcoiners. And I'm in the first meeting and one of the members at the meeting said, hey, we're going camping in two weeks. You know, why don't you go camping with us? And I'm like, you know, I'm an introvert. I'm like, oh, the, the idea of going with, you know, 20 people that I've never met and, and being in the middle of nowhere, I thought, oh, this is going to be a disaster. But for whatever reason, I said, you know, this is a good night. This is the first night I'm there. I'll go ahead and sign up for it. So I signed up and we went on this trip and literally there were 20 people there that I had never met. And we're in the mountains and there's no cell service. So I don't have a telephone. I don't have internet connection. And I'm an introvert stuck with 20 people I've never met before. And so I was terrified and I'm planning my exit the whole time thinking, how am I going to get out of here? And it was really eye-opening to me because like I mentioned earlier, what I found was that everybody there was very friendly and very welcoming. And again, I think it is because people just have like Michael Saylor always says, you have hope. Once you discover Bitcoin, you have hope for a better future and you just, you're less stressed. I mean, there's so many people in the world that are scared and angry and it's all because they don't understand what's happening to them. All they know is that they're working their butts off and they're going backwards. And so they're angry and they're scared and the Bitcoiners have just a much more positive outlook. And so what I found is even though I was an introvert, I was one by one talking to each individual person at this a camping trip and couples. And I, I got along with every single person I talked to and the backgrounds were crazy different. You know, I'd meet people that were technical like myself. I met people that had money, people that were super poor. I met construction workers, motorcycle mechanics, even some flame throwers people. And it, every single one was friendly and I got along with every single person there. And so uh, that was kind of my intro to, you know, meeting Bitcoiners in real life. And uh, so at that point, I was all in on Orange Pill. And I ended up with, uh, I've got 25 people now that I've met in the first two months on OPA after going four years and only meeting one person. That's and nice. I haven't had a bad experience yet. It's been, every single one of them has been friendly and uh, it's just great. It feels like I can finally talk to somebody who understands what I 
already know and I'm, they don't look at me like I'm crazy. So it's it's been a great experience. And I've, I've only been to like three meetups so far. It's very early days, but, but I'm having a great time. And Orangeville app is kind of what kicked it all off. That's awesome. All right, we'll, we'll come back to a, a few of the things that uh, both you and Carla have been talking about. Uh, but let, let's get Edward uh, on the mic and, and giving us uh, his his rabbit hole story too. Yeah, sure. So similar to Carla for Bitcoin itself, I'm relatively new. Um, officially started getting into it in 2021. And but I had always been seeking something. So I have my you know regular day job. Originally, I was um, an econ major and eventually got into environmental planning. So I've I've interests in in both areas. But on the side, I had been basically trading stocks, the original altcoin, the original fiat, for a number of years. And the reason was because I knew that I could go to work every single day, or if you run your business, whatever it is. And I, I could see the purchasing power being diminished, um, you know, and it really started to accelerate after 2008. Um, I, I don't think there were a lot of immediate uh, effects. It, it didn't affect food prices and certain things like that, but you could see it in the cost of healthcare, education, et cetera. And so I knew just to kind of keep up, you know, it's, it's the classic rat race thing. I've got to basically have some sort of side hustle to keep things going. And the the problem with operating in that system is you're still within the fiat system, and it's it's a zero sum game, right? I mean that's that's often stated. It's something I would often state to other people who are into stocks. So you're going to have you're going to be competing in this rat race environment, and so even if you personally find some success, it's never going to be consistent. You're betting against the casino. And it also is something, you know, you're, I think Larry was mentioning earlier about, you know, optimism or not, you know, most, most of the people that I, you know, know in, in that stocks world, it's a very pessimistic environment because it's, it's dog eat dog, it's Wall Street, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so I've been doing that, you know, pretty much ever since 2008. And it just, it, it had started to really get old for me. It was one of those things where it's like, why am I, and, it, and of course it got harder and harder as everything has become more competitive, inflation has accelerated, especially post COVID. And so I had been on sort of a mission looking for an answer, right? To why am I constantly in this situation where my purchasing power is being depleted? You know, whether you find, you know, a different job, it almost doesn't matter what you do and, and I didn't really understand that or, or it didn't really sink into me um, until I'd heard um, through through Jeff Booth's book later about you, you can't escape the system from within the system. Right. And so when I had it was interestingly enough, it was an altcoiner who was like, yeah, I'm doing this crypto stuff and this, that and the other thing. And, you know, I'd heard of Bitcoin and stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's all probably scams and casino stuff. Look, I do stocks. I know all about scams. Right. And, you know, it was like, all right, well, I'll take, you know, I, I listened to him because he was a friend and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll take a look at this stuff. And I looked through all of it and I was like, OK, most of this is garbage. Yeah, that's a scam. And then like the Bitcoin one, I was like, all right, I can't quite figure this one out. I'm going to have to do some more research. And that's when I started really digging in. You know, there were a couple of, of um, you know, 
altcoin cast that he he pitched me on, which most of that was garbage. But then I kind of very quickly figured out, I was like, okay, it was actually what Bitcoin did was the one that I found first, where I was like, okay, now we've got some signal here. And that was a good starting point. And then, you know, I started digging into, okay, I need to understand more on the technical side. Um, you know, started reading, you know, some of the books are out there listening to more podcasts and just kind of going deeper into it. And because I already understood the financial part, all mostly I was just very skeptical. I was like, how are they going to rug pull me on this one? Right. Um, that was that was the way that I very much approached it was because it's like I've seen a lot of these things, you know, um, yeah, particularly, I think the thing that a lot of folks don't even realize if they haven't been exposed to it either in in Wall Street or they start learning about it, like we, you know, learned with all of these you know uh, exchanges going down last year, is counterparty risk. Well, I had you know funds seized during the failure of MF Global, which was you know a futures uh, uh, IB, mm -hmm. right? So I understand counterparty risk. So like all of those things, as soon as I could figure out, it's like okay, how do I do this self custody thing? How do I you know, harden myself essentially against the existing financial system as much as possible. All of those things really clicked for me. And then, you know, I was kind of on my own journey. Like Larry said, it was very much like, this is me, even my friend now who's still into all these altcoins, despite me going like, hey, you know, most of this is garbage, buddy. Um, they're still in that, right? They're, they're still in that sort of crazy cycle. Like a lot of my stocks friends who are in that same, it's it's a, a casino. It's almost like if you go to, to Vegas or to Reno and you see like the really in, inveterate gamblers who just can't leave the slot machines. Um, it's, it's uh, disheartening almost. And, and you're like, Hey, this, this is nuts. Like, what are we doing here? Uh, trying to pull people out. And so I was like, all right, I need to start connecting with some other people who see that same signal that I do. And that's what led me on the search. Um, you know, eventually found the, the OPA app and connected with Carla. Um, that was one of the, if not the first connection, one of the first connections I made. And I was like, okay, um, let's go see what this is all about in person. And that's a whole different experience as well, because, you know, just like Larry mentioned, there's that hope component to it. But I think the other thing that I've noticed is what I was actually looking for at that time is I had heard, and this would have been like in the fall of last year, um, I had heard like, okay, we're in this bear market. I was still stacking. I was like, this is great. More opportunities for me to, to buy cheap. Like I know this game, but um, I want to make sure that like, I kept hearing this thing about um, the bear market is for building. And I'm like, I'm I'm actually not that super technical person. I, I'm sort of a dabbler in both worlds. I can be somewhat social and somewhat technical, but I'm not a programmer. Um, I'm, I'm not necessarily going to be running a podcast. What's my contribution to this mm -hmm. system? That was really the question I was asking myself. And and in fact, I've, I've asked, had asked a few other people. In fact, I think it was one of the first conversations Carla and I had at, at one of the meetups. And, you know, she kind of pushed me. She's like, well, you know, you're, you're probably capable of more than you think. What do you want it to be? And so um, when, when you're around other Bitcoiners, um, I, I would say kind of iron sharpens iron. Um, and I've noticed that in, in our group um, thus far, that when, when you're interacting in person, it's easy, or, or, or if you're just on your own, it's easy to make excuses and say, well, you know, I'll learn about this piece of the technology later, or I'm not very technical, or whatever it is that your excuse is, and you'll, you'll sit there and, and be in that, versus when you're actually exposed and, and working 
working with other Bitcoiners, they're going to challenge you. They're going to be like, well, why couldn't you do X, Y, and Z? So, yeah, this is so awesome to hear because I, I, I've, um, I've tried to shill uh, in-person meetings uh, for for a long time now on my podcast. Uh, ever since um, I had that first moment, and you know, I'd been around Bitcoin for a handful of years. Um, and I went to London in 2019 and I just put out a tweet. Uh, is anybody, any plebs in London willing to meet up because I'm in town? And yeah, sure enough, check matey on, on Twitter reaches out to me. He's like, dude, you're kidding. You're like, what? I, I'm dying to meet a Bitcoiner in real life. Meet me at this pub. I'm like, okay, let's go. We walk in, we recognize each other somehow, even though he's a pseudonymous, you just know another Bitcoiner is like, you know, you don't even shake hands, you just hug each other, like immediately, complete strangers. And then you stand there drinking beers for like three or four hours until the bell goes in London. You're like, right, everybody home. You're like, huh, what, what, already? We're just getting warmed up. And it, you go through the, this transformation, you're like, holy shit, like faith gets restored in humanity in an, in an instant when, when you have those in-person meetings. And then if you go to something like a conference, when I experienced that, wow this is nuts absolutely crazy just the optimism and um you know the 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 feeling of uh of hope it is crazy um and if you know i I hate to shill uh, my own podcast but if you enjoy listening to jeff and sailor i've had some great interviews with them both but one i think that still the the most downloaded episode is a duo in interview with jeff and sailor uh, November 2020, when Sailor had only just announced um, the MicroStrategy, uh, you know, kind of well strategy um, in in August September of that year, and it's uh, yeah, it's really um, it's even going back now and listening to it because everybody, including those two dudes, their minds have changed so much since november 2020 to where we are today uh so i definitely uh, recommend going back and, and listening to that um so carla uh it, yeah explain the power of the the social layer of bitcoin and, and and what it means to you and the difference it's made to your life so far well i mean it has made all the difference i mean <clears throat> i and this is going to sound terrible but i have a really hard time just hanging out with some of my old friends anymore, you know, and it sounds terrible and I love them dearly, but I can't talk about the random shit that they talk about anymore. I really can't. Um, so I feel like they think I've gone off the deep end, you know, I don't hang out anymore, you know, I, or whatever they think. I, I, of course I reach out to them here and there, but, um, so having, having people that there's just this, and, and I saw it, especially at the Pacific Bitcoin conference, I, uh, I did go to Miami last year and it was exciting and fun, like you talked about, but getting something about Pacific Bitcoin where, you know, there were no shit coiners there. It, it was just this base level of trust. And like you said, just hugging people because they're Bitcoiners and you just have this instant connection, right? Like Bitcoiners, I feel like they're all truth seeking, right? Um, nobody's trying to get something over on you. Um, they're full of hope, uh, which leads to a sense of joy. Um, and they've got a strong sense of personal accountability. I mean, all these things that 
I've always valued, but I've always had a really hard time identifying in people because you don't ever get to that level or it takes many years to get to that level with a lot of people. So um, for me, it's just, it's just given me hope and um, just trying to figure out how to, I feel a sense of urgency also to how to get more people onto the lifeboat, you know, like, um, I, and that's part of the reason for the meetup and, and um, part of the reason for joining Bitcoin trading cards. It's just like, I want to do as much as I can do to just get as many people as I care about on before, you know, and who knows when the shit's going to hit the fan. I mean, it's already hitting the fan, but when it actually, you know, yeah. gets to be so bad that I, mean, I don't, well, anyone, why didn't you tell me, you know, or, you know, so when I'm, the shit I'm, hits the fan, right? Only three banks when, have failed in the last six exactly. weeks. It, it's it's oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Your says everything's great. Yeah. Everything's just um, fine and dandy. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, yeah, it's just, it's just, having this community of people around me that I, I feel almost instantly I could trust with so many things, you know, like, I feel like if, if we needed to, we could all pull our skills together and, and survive. And, and like, that's one of the things we're doing with the Sacramento um, Bitcoin only meetup is um, creating a parallel economy. Uh, Edward's working really hard on, on setting up a node and, and working, we're trying to reach out to merchants and just really making connections with um, ranchers and, and farmers and just figuring out how to sort of um, live in this parallel economy um, while everything else is burning around us. <laughs> oh, awesome. Let, let, let's hear more if, uh, if any of you want to talk about like, Edward, if you want to talk about like the node project or the, the, who, who's doing what and um, what are the areas that you, you want to tackle and how are you coming to, together as a group to organize yourselves? Because Bitcoiners are so damn effective when they get together. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. It's crazy right. how quickly shit gets done if you put Bitcoiners in a room together. Like no other professional project or anything I've ever seen in any sector could yeah. move this quickly and efficiently. Yeah, it's crazy how things take off. I mean, I, and I've been telling my kids this. I'm like, let's figure out a business for you guys to start. You'll be successful. You know, you just, you need to just think through it, put the work in and put it out to Bitcoiners and we all support each other. And that's the, that's the difference that I found. I mean, I've been in different industries, but primarily commercial real estate, which is not a fun, pretty industry. But uh, I mean, just the, you're not competing to beat out other people. I mean, you're, you're, your whole main goal is adoption, right? So everybody is on the same page, regardless if you both have a podcast, you're both after the same thing, not mm -hmm. like you got more partners than you have. So, you know, there's not that sense of com competition. There's this sense of, yeah, how can we both use our skills to make this even better? And it's just amazing. It's so, so interesting and so exciting to be part of this industry. All right, guys, what, what, uh, what do you want to add on there? What, what little, uh, brain projects have you got going on uh to bring to the table yes. so i'm kind of in the same boat you know i'm at the point now where you know i totally get the bitcoin and i i want it to survive and you know we're in the then they attack you phase you know they're trying to <laughs> stop it and so i'm doing the opposite i'm trying to orange pill as many people as fast as i can and uh when we were at one of our meetups we were talking about you know how to what's the best way to go about doing this and um you know, we were talking about some of uh, some starter questions when you just meet random people <laughs> to see if they're orange pillable, you know, basically. And and it, so it was pretty unique. You know, we came up with some really good questions that kind of sees if they're worth taking the time because you don't have enough time to talk to everybody. So you want to go after people that you think you can actually orange pill. 
And uh, you know, using this app is is just so much fun, and it it helps us meet more people, and we just seem to get more and more powerful as we grow this team. And like you mentioned, when you go to uh, a conference now, you know, you you can meet people, and you've never talked to this person before, and it's totally acceptable to say, "Hey, are you an orange pill?" And you add them because there's no risk. You don't have to share any information, and so you can just basically build your contact list. It's like LinkedIn for Bitcoin. And uh, you just start getting more and more powerful. And it's, it's really a great tool and it's fun. You know, like I just went to Boston recently and uh, I see, you know, you can search uh, for people that are near you, but it only tells you by miles. It mm-hmm. doesn't say, unless they tell you specifically, the user tells you where they're located. You only get a rough mileage from where they're at. And so I flew into Boston and first thing I get off the plane and in the airport is pop it open and see who shows up. And now I see, you know, people live in Boston. I'm like, oh, this is a person I've been listening to all along and they're in Boston. I, I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't checked. And so it's it's a fun journey and it's a very rewarding journey because you're you're basically saving more people, the lifeboat reference, you know, you're saving more people from ruin and you're meeting really great people along the way. And the Orange Pill app is is a big part of that. So it's it's a really useful tool. I'm having you, fun. You guys list the events, do you, on um, on the events page there? Yeah, Carla just started doing that. So it, we now have yeah. our events on there. And we're looking forward to the merchants feature when he puts that on there because, you know, I, I want to promote it. If somebody is taking Bitcoin, I'm going to go use Bitcoin. And so, accept it, they will come. That's that's yes. the message to merchants. Because we if you accept sort. Bitcoin, you are going to have people come and, uh, yeah, come to your shop, come to your cafe, bar, restaurant, whatever it is, they will come. So, so Carla, Absolutely. since listing the events, have you had any randoms show up like purely via the app or is that yet to happen? I haven't, I don't believe, but um, I haven't been to all the latest events recently. Um, and I guess I, I think it's still, there's some quirks to work out. Like I think that there's an RSVP button now, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure if there was before. So I'm not sure if maybe from there, I think I list, you know, the meetup page. So maybe from there, then they go to meetup and then they, you know, maybe RSVP on there. So, um, so I haven't, we, we, we will ask at our future meetups, how many came from the orange cool. fill app. But yeah, well, yeah, it's only just launched It's early days. So, but it's exactly. very well populated. Uh, it's, yes. There's an incredible, uh, incredible amount of events uh, listed on there. So Edward, what's this uh, note building uh, project that uh, are you going to be showcasing this? At, uh, is there going to be a little workshop to, to teach people how to set up the first node? Well, we did that. So yeah, there's a couple of things that our group, you know, we, we have some objectives, right? And, you know, the, I think Carl has mentioned the, the first one as far as having an active community. Um, you know, we're typically now hosting at least four events a month. So it's an incredibly active community wow. where, where it's like, you can come here, have a beer. We just did a coffee meetup uh, uh, on Sunday. Um, and then we usually try to have like an educational meetup at, at least once a month. So there's a couple of things, you know, I'm assisting Carla with one is on the educational side. And this was interesting for me, because we all sort of, you know, we were being educated as we go based on, you know, what, what videos or what podcasts or what books we've read. And what's interesting is, you know, I think on the education front, we've done, you know, the, the larger internet community has 
done a great job as far as like why Bitcoin, why is it important? What, what is money? All of those types of things have been covered extremely well. And then there is great technical information out there. But what we've noticed is not all of our members are on the same page as far as their understanding, right? I mean, most of them understand why they need to have Bitcoin, but maybe they're not quite comfortable yet with setting up their own node. That's something that has been widely requested. So um, I just did a... Uh, 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 a meetup where we did an educational session. It was something, uh, my wife's a teacher, so she's big into this idea of doing um, sort of education that can be useful for multiple levels. So if you have beginners, they're still going to get something out of it. And if you have advanced students, they're still going to get something out of it. So we we briefly covered sort of the the what is Bitcoin, you know, component for the beginners and then dove into how do you set up your own lightning node. And we're also going to be doing some other node sessions as well. Um, and so I think that's that's something that is important just because not everyone is, even if they've watched a video or read about it, maybe they're not comfortable with doing it on their own. And it is it is nice to have somebody there. Like I can say for myself, I went from not having, I'd, I'd been running a core node now for about nine months or so, but I've been putting off doing my own lightning node. And so what was, again, this iron sharpens iron concept, um, there were two other, two or three other folks in our group who were node runners. One of them was also an aspiring node runner. So we were all kind of, they were all kind of cheering me on and like, okay. And, and we were all kind of egging each other on. It's like, you know, well, we'll get this set up in the next few months. And I'm like, forget it. I'm going to get it set up this weekend. Right. So that was, I basically went from zero to set up in yeah about a weekend because I had people to rely on. And so if I got stuck on a technical thing, or if I wasn't sure about something, I had somebody to bounce ideas off of, you're not alone. Right. And so that's that's kind of the component. So we have an educational um, objective and there's there's a lot of new stuff out there. There's all the new information with Noster. People are very interested in that. People are trying to get on the app. They're trying to I mean, there's new features being released every week. Right. So they're, they're trying to get up to speed, figure out how do I use this tool? Um, we've had a, an educational session. One of our um, members is really into home mining. He built uh, a couple of, uh, they're basically space heater miners. Um, and so now we're trying to kind of get a little bit of a mining group going together and, and, you know, get people who are interested in this, like, let's build it. Let's, let's actually do this stuff. Um, so it's kind of like a, um, you know, education through doing it's, it's like, we don't, we don't want it to just be theoretical. We want to have sort of an applied learning, um, you know, the other component, um, that's a big objective for us is sort of this, uh, uh circular economy, um, for Sacramento. Um, and that's just modeled off of other areas, you know, seeing what's being done in El Salvador, there's some other communities that are really active in Texas and whatnot. And so, I was like, all right, we could do that here. The big objective you know, or, or objection that I'll hear, because we have a few folks in in the um, uh, you know in our meetings that are are uh, merchants themselves, they have things to sell, uh, but they're like, well, how do I do this, right? I, I don't necessarily just want to do it right off of my Lightning wallet. I need it to interface with a website. How do I track my invoices if I need some to give somebody a refund? So. Very quickly, I started working with them and like, okay, we need to be the ones who pave the way. If we're going to introduce merchants in the area, we need to be the most knowledgeable about what are the different ways that you can um, 
administer a, a point of sale as a merchant and what are the choices, what are, what are the tools that are out there and help them do it. Um, and so one of the things that I came up with was like, well, um, if we host, you know, our own node and manage the back end, we could effectively Uncle Jim it for a number of merchants who maybe just aren't quite comfortable with running their own node yet. And you know, the goal will be to educate them enough so that if they want to, they can. But if they don't want to um, or are just not quite there yet, they don't have to do all of that. And so that's been something that we're working on. I'm currently working with two merchants um, and, you know, we're you know, probably in the next month or so going to have their website up with their own BTC pay link. We'll be managing the back end for them. And, you know, I think that's important. One of the reasons why I think this is important with the circular economy, one of the other big questions we get asked a lot is, how do I get access to my own non-KYC Bitcoin? And, and maybe they have questions about, you know, there's, there's BISC and there's other ways of getting it or, you know, even using an ATM for small amounts. Um, maybe they're not comfortable with that for whatever reason. So part of it's just kind of that education process. But the thing I mentioned was like, well, you know, use the original uh, idea of this, which is peer to peer. If you have something to sell, um, you can sell it for Bitcoin. And there you go. There's your your non-KYC stack. Um, and so anyway, there's been a lot of excitement, I think, about those items. It's still early days. We've only been up and running for a couple of weeks. But I think because of the sort of uh, this group dynamic, we can get things done very quickly. And there's just a lot of excitement and momentum in the, in the right direction here. Oh, my God, guys. It's crazy to think how quickly and um, hard class of 2020, class of 2021 fell down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I remember um, I remember watching it happen when we were all locked up. I was like thinking, damn, people are at the level where it took me three or four years like to even, even start comprehending some of this stuff. Uh, so it's, a, it, and again, when you get people together, like you said, you push each other and you can lean on each other and, um, really start, you know, fleshing, fleshing out ideas and building stuff. Imagine what class of 2023 are going to achieve, you know, every, every class that comes in is just going to be up to speed way quicker than, than those before them, which is the whole point of articles and meetups and podcasts and YouTube videos. And that's the whole idea, like uh, rescuing those people from the shit coinery. So many people now class of 21, 22, 23, they're like, yeah, didn't have any shitcoin days, whereas all of us from like mid 15, 16, 17, we all have the scars and we all have the stories. And I just hope the more that we talk about them, then um, we can just get as many people into Bitcoin and Bitcoin only as possible. Um, but and one one cool story, it seems to be going down in Sacramento. I mean, you, you guys have the meetup. Uh, you mentioned, um, I'm going to butcher his name, Matthew Della Vedova, is that correct, Carla? Matthew Della Vedova. All right. Yeah. Basketball okay. player for Just the say Delhi. Delhi for sure. Just Delhi, yeah. Call Delhi. Our boy Delhi. Delhi. So he is a professional basketball player, plays for Sacramento Kings, uh, as far as I'm aware. And uh yeah, Matteo was very excited when he found out. He's like, dude, there's a there's a pro basketball player using Orange Pill app 
connecting with plebs when he goes to away games to give away tickets to plebs. I'm like, you've got to be kidding, really? That is just amazing. What a use case. Uh, so yeah, there you go, guys. Join the If you're a basketball fan, join the Orange Pill app and hit up Matt. And if he's coming to your town, not only do you get to go to the game, but you get to hang out with a Bitcoiner. And he same for him, right? He's probably surrounded by a bunch of teammates that don't give a fuck. They're all getting bad advice from their financial advisors. They're all hooning into Lambos, Ferraris, and real estate like everybody, every other athlete that ever lived. He's stacking Bitcoin, loneliest guy in the changing room. And I know this to be the case because I've had uh, Lucky Mukasana on the show. Uh, he's the striker for um, the uh, the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Had Alex Cronali on the show. He's a defender for uh, Birmingham, uh, uh, Birmingham Legion. And... Um, you just feel like the odd dude. All you want to do is listen to Bitcoin podcasts whilst the, the rap music's pumping on the bus you know, to the awake. <laughs> so it's a weird dynamic when you think about it. I mean, talk about how I feel with my normie friends that I absolutely adore, but I'm having a hard time relating to anymore. I mean, it's like a hundred times if you're in the NBA and you're just surrounded by all of this fiat garbage, you know? Mm paying $30,000 to sit and watch men run up and down the court with a ball. You know, it's like, it, it's just, it's a whole value. Um, it's yeah. a whole difference of value. It's bizarre, actually. It is a, it, we, we were lucky enough to go to Miami, Miami Heat game last year when we went to Miami. And uh, first time I've ever been to a basketball game. And I was just shocked at the, the level of um, constant uh, barrage of... Um, overstimulation it's crazy i mean if you if you go to watch a football game for example in the uk you go and watch the football game uh, there's no well yeah they started sneaking in halftime shows and things like that getting a bit americanized i suppose but the basketball game like there's music the whole game like dun, 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 dun. It's, whoa this is so overpowering and flashing lights everywhere and ads for this that and the other thing and um Every time out, dancing girls come on with the pom-poms. You're like, this is crazy. This is so overstimulating. And all of the, uh, the sugary foods and everything everybody's eating. And it's like, wow. Yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's a, weird, a weird vibe. Yeah. I mean, isn't the point of everything just to distract you, though, right? I mean, it's all okay. about distraction, TV, the news, the yep. fiat. All just distract you so you don't actually pay attention to what else is going on <laughs> give them bread and circuses and they will not revolt that is the right. uh, uh yeah uh, and that's the coliseum all right so last couple of questions uh lauren usually fires this one out so i'll steal it from her uh and we'll go around the usual order here that we've uh, established what is your favorite thing about bitcoin hmm, favorite thing about bitcoin well um for me personally, my favorite thing about Bitcoin is how it has, it has given me hope for my future and my children's future, my grandchildren's future. And I think that's primarily it. Um, it has, yeah, it, it's basically reprioritized my, my own life and, and what's important and given me the privilege of that, right? I mean, it, it's not something everybody has to, to take the time to um, learn about this 
um, yeah, so for me, it's just reprioritizing things and, and it's opened so many doors for me. The future is bright. For me, my favorite feature of Bitcoin is uh, self-custody, being able to put money into cold storage, get it off the net. And so, you know, I don't have to worry about rug pulls. I don't have to worry about hackers. You know, it's literally disconnected from the world and it's in my possession and I have 100% control of it and I can sleep at night knowing that nobody can get at it. So that's my favorite feature. Yeah. There's a lot of things uh, I could say, I guess. I think at the moment, at least, the the number one thing that I'm noticing that I'm sort of thankful for Bitcoin for is um, it's an exit hatch um, from a system that we know is is clearly in decline, right? It's, it's kind of like being in the, uh, what I would imagine it would be like to be in the end times of, of Rome right you you know things are failing you know that you know everyone's trying to distract you from what is going on and it's that clarity um you know one of the things that i noticed and maybe the best analogy for when like we have our group together is it reminds me of the energy and optimism that I had when I uh, first met all my dorm mates in college, right? There's there's an energy and enthusiasm. There's there's an ability to really solve problems and come together, um, and you know get outside of of the value system that is clearly in decline and and get things back on the right track for not only ourselves but as Carla mentioned for our children for our future. And then uh, the actual final question. The usual question to end the show with, if you had one last orange pill left to give to somebody, who would you give it to and why? Do I have to go first? (laughs) 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 Um, I haven't thought about that. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess, and we have, I guess, a potential with Kennedy, but I guess, you know, as, as a leader of the free world would be probably somebody high up in the United States that could really make some difference um, in the way that the direction of this whole world. Um, but I don't, I'm not super hopeful about that, but that, I guess that if I had one orange pill to give, I guess that's what it would be. Somebody who could make the most difference and in theory, orange pill the most people quickly. Larry? Mine's easy. Uh, my daughters, like I said, I still haven't orange pill them yet. If I've only got one pill, I'll give it to my oldest daughter and just count on that she's going to give her orange pill to her young <laughs> sister. But, uh, get my orange daughter orange pill. Love it. Yeah, I would say, you know, he's still a bit young yet to even understand money, but it would be for my son when he's ready to understand. Well, the beauty of that question is there is no wrong answer. And uh, we, we've, had, uh, we've had a whole range throughout the, uh, the last three years of, of um, <laughs> who was it? Just yesterday, someone said, fuck that, I'd keep it for myself. That was the first time I've ever had that. <laughs> Hardly in the spirit of things, but, um, you know, uh, I love it. It's, um, I think... Hearing stories uh, from from you guys uh, who have used the app for what it was designed to be used for is so bullish for um, 
for anybody listening that has been teetering on the idea of now I'm not going to download it because, you know, I have to pay. Uh, like Larry said, that's a feature, not a bug. Um, you know, we want the signal on there. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, fingers crossed more plebs will, will meet each other. And we, we can't wait for the day on the advisory board when uh, we hear of the first marriage, uh, that's going to be a, a special day uh, or uh, first business launched because the founders met on on OPA and and just stories like you've shared tonight with uh, with your foresight and vision of how do we pill our community and and how do we get everybody around us uh, as hopeful and as bullish about the future as as we as we feel uh, because this is what changes society from this this grassroots effort of finding a um you know a, a true sound money and we're we're in the strangest and uh, most um, bullish of times. So thank you all for your time. Thank, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Appreciate thank you having us. And before we leave, let's make sure we go around again. What's your name on OPA? Uh, so people, if they join and they want to come and find you on Sacramento or uh, the meetup, what, what's the best way to, to reach you guys and learn more about the meetup if they want to come and they're interested in connecting. I had to look it up myself. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm at Sacktown Karma. Sacktown Karma. K-A-R-M-A. Yeah. Okay. And I'm at Larry Hufty. No space. Cool. R-Y-H-U-F-T-Y. It's uh, at EMH underscore orange. Got it. Excellent. I will put those names um, in the title of the show so people can come and find you and then uh, reach out if they're interested in, in coming along and hopefully uh, joining your meetup and, and helping with your, um, with your mission. So thank you, guys. Thanks, thanks for hanging out. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. So, the question still stands. Is Orange Pill App a dating app? I guess you're going to have to join to find out. It's certainly been used as a dating app, and we'll have some more of those stories coming out soon. And Mateo has actually offered my services to officiate the first ever Bitcoiner wedding of whoever gets married after meeting on Orange Pill App. But we're all about low time preference. We know that could take 10 to 15, maybe even 20 years from now. But please do consider checking out Orange Pill App if you've listened to this interview and been inspired to know that there are people out there just like you who had no idea lived close by to each other and were suffering the same day-to-day grind and bullshit that you are suffering by just being unable to connect in real life with Bitcoiners in a meaningful way. Like there is so much to be said for that. And that is why people come away from these conferences. We just had BTC Prague recently. We just had Bitcoin Miami. And there are more coming obviously all over the summer and all into autumn. You will see like the excitement picks up about a week after. As soon as everybody's got home, and starts processing what just happened to them 
mentally and physically over that last you know three day period hanging out with bitcoiners talking about big ideas going out for dinners meeting for coffees just hanging in the in the uh, exhibition hall watching the speeches re- picking up some of the books having got home and read one of the books that you picked up from consensus network oh my goodness that's when twitter really starts taking off because people start having these epiphanies and they start realizing these are my people this is where i need to be these are the kind of people i want to be hanging out with and building businesses with and sharing ideas with and personal experiences with it's huge and i've seen it myself i felt it myself this is not woo woo fuzzy wuzzy shit this is happening to bitcoiners of all ages it, whether it's my 12 year old twins that are coming along with me or lord snooty probably the oldest bitcoiner ever known to man who is still having these same epiphanies as he meets bitcoiners in real life so that's my run get out there meet people join orange pill app it's three bucks a month if it doesn't work for you just cancel it the worst thing you've done is support a bitcoin only company for a few months like you know just let's go it's all signal on there and zaps have just been implemented as well so you can even just start zapping each other they've also got group chats alive the events tab is crazy you can't stop scrolling through it you will find an event close to you or close to a country or city that you're going to be visiting on holiday which is another great way to to meet people when you travel just flick open the app and like ah this dude's 35 miles from me i'm gonna send him an a quick text and see if he knows the best steak restaurant in town and you know what will happen he will come and meet you and buy that steak for you so don't delay anyway that's my rant make sure you are stacking bitcoin you know where swan bitcoin coin corner relay hodl hodl they've got you covered up your privacy with wasabi wallet.io try that coin join if it's something that you're interested in then check the other services that are out there do your own research and see where you get pulled but it's a brilliant way to start that education and um, look into those kind of services Uh, bitbox is where you need to go to get your cold storage device go to uh, bitbox.swiss forward slash bitten and use the code bitten for a five percent discount on your signing device and then use mempool space just to help you visualize the Bitcoin blockchain it gets pretty addictive I've got to tell you when you get in there and you start lurking around and nerding out on Bitcoin and what's happening you will find you're spending more time there than you ever expected that's mempool.space and thank you everybody for listening please go and buy a book from consensus network the link is in the show notes and if you use the code bitten you'll get 10% discount if you pay via the lightning you get a further 10% discount. This is how we educate ourselves and as many people as possible. They are transforming as many Bitcoin books as they can into as many languages as possible. So buy some for your friends and family. With that said, catch you on the next show, guys. And thank you for listening.